You ready? Yes. Start recording at 9 p.m. even though our best efforts. Uh. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of this wonderful little podcast called Distorted Entertainment. My name is Ethan Carpenter, and over at the weather desk, we have Mitchell Wade. Mitchell, how's the weather? It is freaking sunny outside, even though it's fucking nine o'clock at night. That is true. I don't, but I don't know if if we're allowed to say f- in a weather report. Welcome to Stored Entertainment. We have things to. We it's ugh, man. You got this, dude. Our timing has been so weird these past couple episodes when it comes to recording and putting them up, and you know, consistently late. But we're trying. I'm also just tired because work has sucked the past couple of days. But that should be good now. And I have a medical procedure in the morning. That's why we're <laughs> recording super late. Exactly. So that'll be fun. On today's episode, we are, of course, going over a Kill Switch Engage album as well as a Suffocation album. We'll be going over that after the news, of course. Mitchell, we have some Metallica news. Well, at least it's not Corey Taylor related. It has Corey Taylor relation. God, <laughs> if, I can if never only... escape that man. If only, if only briefly, I guess I could have brought up that Corey Taylor has announced a 2021 tour date, uh, tour listing. Just, just, oh, uh, just boy. one. He has a tour date. That's it. Just one. I hope I never meet him just because I'm going to be like, oh no. He's, I've heard he's, he's I've heard he's very, I've heard he's very nice. I've heard he's a I'm very sure nice he person. Is. I'm just, I don't know if I can handle that much Corey Taylor in my life at once. <laughs> just, if you meet him, your brain explodes. I get enough yeah. of you from my podcast, sir. I don't even listen to your music, and yet I know everything I about you. <laughs> were Were you a Corey Taylor guy back in the day? I like Stone Sour. Okay, I, I yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the odd one out. Most people like are probably more into Slipknot than Stone Sour, but I do like some Stone Sour. They have some yeah, decent no, tricks. God, what I think I listened to like the first three albums. Oh, really? I've I haven't done that. I've listened to. Uh, I had Come Whatever May. And I listened to all of House of Golden Bones part one when it came out. But I think that was 2017, I think. So that was definitely later in Stone Sour's uh, lifespan. Oh, did I get rid of all my... Oh, no, I still have all my Stone Sour. Yeah, uh, Audio Secrecy, Come Whatever May, and Stone Sour. Yeah, Audio Secrecy had a couple good tracks, too. I I think they had a song on there called uh, Digital. I know that one a lot. I I knew that one. And I think the music video, uh, the bassist had a uh, big number three attached to his bass as like a uh, tribute to Paul Gray, because that I ah. think that was released shortly after Paul died. And I believe he was number three in Slipknot. And that I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, man, I haven't I haven't really <laughs> thought about Stone Sour in a while. I know we've talked about them before, but has Paul Gray been dead that long? Yeah, he. I think he died in 2009. Hold on, yeah, Audio gotta, Secrecy uh, came out in 2010. Yeah, he he died. No, he died in 2010. Oh, so so yeah, yeah, yeah. If he died in 2010, so if Audio yeah, they probably shot the music video for that song uh, later af- on. Yeah, afterwards. So okay, yeah, I haven't. <laughs> I th- I could have sworn. And he died. Uh, obviously, you got uh, uh, Stone Sour's number one metal song, Bother, on their album Stone Sour. Yeah, a lot of people like that song. I actually don't know it off the top of my head. I, I do recall, because I, I, I actually... I, I think you missed the joke there. 
we we did a list and they put that on there as like an essential hardcore song or something. And Bother is an acoustic song. Is Bother acoustic? I thought they did it through glass and that's why we were mad. Oh, you're right. You're right. However, Bother is also mostly acoustic, if I remember correctly. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I did miss the joke, but you also said it wrong. I also said it wrong. Wow. Who who knew? (laughs) I I know that I had their first record on my phone at one point. I never listened to all of it. And I, I was skipping through some tracks and I can't remember what song it is. I'll look it up just in case. But I was scanning through and I legit thought one of the songs was a uh, Cannibal Corpse song when it started up and i had no i'm like and then i looked at it i was like i'm very curious i'm very curious now i'm going to pull my music library back up you said it's the first one it's off i know it was their first record i just could not tell you what it's a get inside like not looking at the thing so it might have been get inside like because i did because i wasn't looking at the screen i was just skipping through i was like ooh, that's kind of cool i mean it also just reminds me of like old slipknot true same with blotter blotter uh that also but that one has actual turntable in it so that's why it reminds me of slipknot old yeah cold reader definitely isn't it it was definitely something that like as soon as it started i was like ooh. so it was probably get inside Uh, so far it's get inside it's definitely not take a number definitely not idle hands either i mean maybe the wicked but that's too slow for me in terms of cannibal corpse it it had to be get Uh... inside yeah, I'd say it was Get Inside. The Wicked, maybe if I had listened to, um, oh, what's that one Cannibal Corpse song? Uh, Scourge of Iron. Maybe if I listened to that right beforehand, I could get, because that's a slower one. It has like a tremolo pick beginning and then it goes into a. It's a bit of a slower track. It's also very heavy. I really wish I could have gotten into Cannibal Corpse because some of their riffs, man, are just fucking killer. I mean, that's the thing. If you didn't hate those two records, you never know, I guess. Like, a lot of people rant and rave about Evisceration, Plague, and Torture. Each one has its a little bit of flavor, along with Red Before Black. And then the new one has that feel as well, because it's all the same uh, producer. And then, actually, the producer is now one of the guitar players. But I think the new... A lot of people say the newest record has a little bit more of a thrashy death metal feel and i could agree with that it's a lot more like head bangy it's all of their i don't think any of their records with corpse grinder are bad it's just what level of like decent to good they are you know what i mean well and for me it wasn't even like oh this is bad it was just more this is not my taste kind of thing uh like i think corpse grinder is you know a really good death metal vocalist I just don't enjoy him as the way he sounds. And obviously, I don't like the lyrical content. Right. Yeah. More horror themed than anything. Yeah. I mean, I wish you liked it a little bit more than you did, but at least you didn't hate it. And, you you know, you, you enjoyed a number of songs, at least. It ain't no dying fetus. That's for sure. Screw you. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying the way I felt about dying fetus. It's not the same. Correct. Cannibal corpse and dying fetus do not sound similar. <laughs> Unless if, well, I mean, I guess if you have no metal experience at all, but if if, if anybody, if you no, have like a little no. bit, are you saying that like my mom could tell the difference between Cannibal Corpse and Dying Fetus? Oh yeah, 
Let's let's get your mom guest start on here. We'll we'll give her the quiz. <laughs> um, I bet she would do it. My dad wouldn't, but I bet she would. She would. I think Except that would instead be fun. of instead of uh, Cannibal Corpse, let's just make it Dime Fetus versus Infinite Annihilator. Let's just find all the murdering children <laughs> bands. Yes, the song is called Soil the Stillborn, Mom. I, I hope you like it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I don't know how that would how that would go. <laughs> I know my I know my mother does not listen to any of these. My sister and my brother in law do, I think, but I don't I don't believe that. Have we like gotten into any topics or did we get? Oh, right. We we started talking about Corey Taylor and then it went to Stone Sour. Anyway, yeah, the you, the bringing up Stone Sour just brought up that random memory of like, I remember there was one song that played that I thought it was a Cannibal Corpse song for like half a second until the vocals kicked in. I was like, that's not Corpse Grinder. But anyway, all of that Corey Taylor discussion going back to Metallica. And of course, when Meta- there's Metallica news, I got to talk about it because they're still one of my favorite bands because I'm a moron. Um, pleb. I'm a pleb. So, Mitch, if you recall last episode, I believe it was last episode. Is either that or it was. before? I discussed, ooh, Metallica's teasing things on the old interwebs. And uh, I pretty much guessed that, oh, they're doing a remaster of the black album it's they've already they've put out remasters of all their other albums except i don't know what exactly you did to injustice for all because it sounds exactly the same you could have like couldn't have brought the bass up at all guys just a, no, just no, a, no, no. That, just that makes a fucking little, sense just a little you i'm not saying even doing the injustice for jason re uh recording people did just like audible would be nice anyway they're putting out a remaster of the Black Elf. Jason. And, uh, yeah, have you not have you not heard any of that? It's actually pretty cool. No, but that's that's a great title. It is. It definitely is. And then they the same guy has also done like <laughs> I really don't like this name because I think it is correct. It's called like Ride the Burton or whatever. And like <laughs> so they make the bass more audible in every release he was on. And I don't know if they've done anything after the after uh and just for all I'll, I have to look again. The last like re-recording or like big fan thing that I remember is the re-recording somebody did of the entirety of Saint Anger, and they like, you know, had normal sounding <laughs> mixes. Which I liked. I thought it was a cool little project. I'm surprised he didn't get sued. But anyway, yes, Metallica are dropping a remaster of the Black Album. Uh, Like I said last time, I have no idea what they could be doing in terms of a remaster because the Black Album is pretty much perfect the way it sounds. But that's not the big thing. The big thing along with this in the deluxe version, we also have an accompanying accompanying I think that's the right way to say it. Sound it out. Accompanying. That's what I'm going to go with. Album called Blacklisted or Blacklist. One of those. And what this is, it's a compilation album. It's called Blacklist, by the way. I just saw that. It's a compilation album where 53 different artists will be covering their favorite songs off the Black Album. In other words, 20 covers of Nothing Else Matters. Yes, I believe I counted out there's like 13 different versions of Nothing Else Matters and only one of Of Wolf and Man. Come on. Of Wolf and Man's a good song. It's pretty nice. I would rather hear maybe three versions of that than 13 versions of Nothing Else Matters. 
Just throwing that out there. Some of the names that are going to be on there, we have Ghost, Gross, uh, Weezer, eh, Royal Blood, they're okay, and Volbeat. I've never really listened to Volbeat, but I know of them. Volbeat's and I... then, then you also have like Elton John, Corey Taylor, and Miley Cyrus. Of course, there have been rumors that Miley Cyrus would be putting out a Metallica covers album. I don't really know... I haven't heard any more updates on that front, but they have shared a teaser of her version of Nothing Else Matters on here, and it's pretty much over-the-top singing like Miley Cyrus do. It seems pretty split but down the middle on like Loudwire articles on whether they like it or hate it, but that's pretty much par for the course. Um, now, 100% of the profits for the deluxe edition, apparently, or at least the part that goes into the Blacklist compilation, will be going into charity. Uh, it's going to be split between Metallica's own All Within My Hands Foundation and charities chosen by the artists themselves as well. So that's kind of cool on Metallica's part to do that. Uh, what do they say here? In addition to raising money, we wanted to know that Metallica's music transcends genres, distance, and cultures, and we'd like to think with everyone's help, we've done just that. It was important to us the artists could choose whichever song they most connected to. It didn't matter if we already had multiple versions of a song. If an artist wanted to cover that song, so be it. We are honored to have artists of this caliber and want to be part of the project, and we hope you enjoy listening as much as we had enjoyed putting all together. And there definitely are, like, genre genre changes all throughout there was a weird lo-fi version of uh the god that failed and i'm pretty sure there's a rap version of something i don't remember which one i watched the i watched the teaser and they had so many different bands i don't think you understand mitch how many different versions of every song there are in fact they have a whole list I'm not going to go through everything, but I, I, I will. We are do, not doing the list. I'm not we doing the list. I'm going to I'm going to just th throw out the big names that I recognize. So and Mitch and I have already talked about this. So they brought the you know, they dropped the intro. At Don't work. tell behind the scenes stuff. Oh, no. You're ruining it's the not magic. Like I are, it's not like I already know what you're giving me for the next episode already because you can't keep your mouth shut at work. Anyway, uh, you we, guessed <laughs> it. Fuck you. I also, I also guessed it. You have no idea what I'm giving you anyway. Um, so we have so here's some bigger names that i recognize i'll leave a link in the show notes if i remember which means i probably won't so just look up uh loud wire metallica black album reissue it'll pop up we have uh both ghost and weezer covering enter sandman gross on both ends royal blood i've heard of them they're doing sad but true saint vincent sad but true Corey taylor <laughs> is covering holier than thou i actually think that'd be a decent cover on that part um cage the elephant is doing the unforgiven it'll be interesting it'll be interesting oh that's that's the rap song i was thinking of um flatbush zombies featuring dj scratch are also doing the unforgiven we got nobody i recognize doing wherever i may roam and then we have our like 19 versions of <laughs> nothing else matters coming up oh no i know this band uh portugal the man they did that, um, uh, oh no, what is it? I know the song because it's stupid and I, and I don't like, it, it was like one of those super catchy songs that you just couldn't get, uh, get away from. What's it called? What's it called? What's the song? What's the stupid song? It has the whistling. It has the whistling. What was it called? I'm going to keep doing it until I, I find this stupid thing. Live in the moment, modern day Jesus, so young. These are not the songs. You're making me. You're making me very mad. I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep finding it. I'm gonna keep looking because now I can't even remember the actual 
lyrics, and it's making me very mad. Please. Please just tell me. YouTube. So this is our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I need to know now. I can't. Portugal, the man. Sorry, ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> and people of I'm all so sorry. genders. I'm so sorry. I've tried. And non-genders. Was it this one? <laughs> I'll just re-listen to this At The Gates single I'll talk about for the fifth time. Yes, it is. It's the... Yeah, there we go. It's the... I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Yeah, it was called Feel It Still. All right. That popped up like 14 times as I was looking. Well, so. since you wasted so much time, <laughs> I will see what the hell this is, because whatever you just sang, I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, just skip ahead a little bit. It's the I recognize the voice. Anyway, Portugal, the man is doing Don't Tread on Me as our Volbeat. That's that, yeah, I'll listen to both of those. That might that might be. Oh, that's the weird one. A guy named Sebastian. I have no idea who it is. I guess he's doing a medley because what it says here is don't tread on else matters, which is just word vomit. But obviously it's a combination of don't tread on me and nothing else matters. Uh, We have the who covering through the never. I'm surprised they didn't just throw their version of sad but true on there. But I'm also kind of glad that they didn't put their version of sad but true on there because it's not great. Got Miley Cyrus. Uh, (laughs) Miley Cyrus. So they got Miley Cyrus, uh, Elton John, uh, Robert Trujillo. I'm surprised a member of the band joining in on the cover. That's interesting. Doing Nothing Else Matters. You also have My Morning. I've heard of My Morning Jacket doing Nothing Else Matters. You have Darius Rucker doing the Nothing Else Matters. You'll know him from Hootie and the Blowfish, and he's also a country star. He has Whoa, that- whoa, whoa. Did you say My Morning Jacket? <laughs> my Morning Jacket? Yeah. Oh, shit, man. I can't believe that. Do you know my morning jacket? I do know my morning jacket, but there is a very specific reason I know my morning jacket. Is it a good reason? They were on an episode of American Dad. Oh. I do don't you not watch that. American Dad? I do, but I don't recognize the name. Uh, it's the one where Stan is like sick of his daughter's music and then he actually gets into the band. And really fucking loves them. I actually do think I know that one now that I think about it. But anyway, yeah, that's all the names that I recognize off the top. It's a long list. You know, go and check it out if you want. That's Metallica news. I'll probably end up buying it. This is more of just a headline type thing. Apparently, uh, bassist Fieldy for Corn taking a hiatus from the band. I'm looking to see. Oh, he's trying to take care of some bad habits. And I'm like, okay, good for him. He's he's focusing on his health and the band are supporting his exit from the group for the time being. And I wish nothing but the best for Fieldy and his future health uh, concerns and to get better. Mitchell, did you know that uh, Serge Tonkin of System of a Down released a 24-minute uh, piano concerto? I'm intrigued. I will send it to you. I've not. This was literally something I found during my. Uh, Is he the one playing piano? I think so. Let me let me read through the thing here. It's released a new piece of audio experimentation in the form of 24-minute piano concerto. The epic piece comes with an official music video spanning through the scenes of nature, art, and fainting goats. I guess he's just oh, been dear. releasing a lot of uh, music recently. Tongyin quotes, when quarantine hit and all of our projects and releases were canceled, I started itching for a musical challenge. One night sitting in bed looking through different voice memos on the iPhone. I also do that when it comes to writing music, so I feel that. I realized that this... 
I have this huge trove of short, special, unrealized musical ideas. Right then, the thought of creating an epic piece utilizing them all made me smile, so I recorded them and started arranging the instrumentation to create this incredibly unique musical experience. Um, I mean, who listens to 24 minutes of music as one piece today? We're about to find out. So, Surge obviously is not big into the Doom and prog scene, because... I mean... 24 minutes even fucking listen to mirror reaper i you know i'm gonna go on a limb and i think surge has not listened to mirror reaper uh the concerto is called disarming time a four-piece cinematic work clocking in about uh oh hold on no 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 disarming time is just one section of tonkian's cool gardens poetry suite a four-part cinematic work clocking in at nearly 48 minutes. In total, Tonkian narrates 87 poems throughout the uh, suite, taken uh, from the pages uh, taken from the pages of his first published book of poetry, Cool Gardens. Listen to Sir Tonkian's Disarming Time, a modern uh, piano concerto below. I'm actually fairly interested. If this is on Spotify, I might give it a listen tomorrow. I'll send you a link. Uh, you don't have to. I'm listening to it. Oh. Is it? bad no i it's a standard piano concerto when you said poetry i got really disheartened because i really just wanted to listen to the piano i don't know if this particular thing has poetry but i guess there is in the rest of he's this. added other instruments to this already besides piano okay I'm which assuming- is fine because a concerto can have other instruments a concerto if i remember correctly is usually just a a solo instrument, usually whatever a, the title is. So, like, uh, mm. if you have a violin concerto, then it's the violin plus backup. Interesting. <laughs> so it just reminds me that Andrew WK has a piano concerto record because <laughs> he's a cl- he's a trained pianist, I think. <laughs> pianist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the album's called Fifty Five Cadillac. I've heard that it is interesting compared to the rest of his discography. This is all right. It's very okay. Well, I skipped ahead a little bit and it got different. I mean, yeah, he said it's a bunch of different ideas that he like mashed together. But look at this it, man's It's face. very contemporary sounding concerto piece. How can there you hate this man's face? Look, look at him and say that the, that what you're listening to is bad. You're gonna break his heart. Oh. He looks so happy. Serge is just a friendly looking man who's very angry at the world. That is true. But he has very he has very friendly eyes. Yeah, no, th- by no means is this bad. Yeah, I'll have to g- I'll have to give it a listen tomorrow. It, it's it's interesting from the parts I'm skipping around. It is definitely a medley of different things going on. I don't like like all of it, but it's interesting. It's not bad by any means. Okay. It's just not what I look for when uh I do concertos. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. What? There's what? an electronic part. Oh, okay. Got got some Disona vibes. Uh, I mean, that was like 13 minutes in. Oh, so we got some Disona vibes. <laughs> I was about to make that joke. Actually, it kind of was very Disona. Eh, this is interesting. It's definitely worth a listen if you got, you know. 24 minutes to spare and you can actually focus that long ah so i probably can't listen to it then yeah i mean you made it through mirror you made it through mirror reaper once and i'm proud of you yeah but it was in two sessions uh you told me i thought you made it through one full session of mirror reaper no Uh, i went through one and a half sessions of songs from the north that's okay i'll give you 
if you did a full session of songs from the north i'll I give you started, that one i started with despair and i went through despair and then back through the whole record again it's unfortunate you didn't do it from start to the end but that's fair i mean i i well i started with despair i finished the record and then i started it back up from the top ah you also said one and a half but that is clearly one and one third whatever <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's despair is album. longer. I'm pretty sure despair, time wise, is like half the actually, record. I actually think despair is the shortest one. Oh, is it? I don't remember. I liked it though. I clearly. Um, I guess I'll just go to the next thing that was released then, because I was going to talk about Megadeth, but that's a short thing. And just because, just because we had talked about. Uh, Surge releasing something. I'll have to check that out. Um, I did listen to part of this new Bullet for My Valentine song that dropped. It exists, and that's all I gotta say about it. Um, that's fair. Apparently, people I won't are waste really, my time with it. Well, they were. I should have, you know, had red flags because it's Loudwire describing it as heavy. But um, whatever. I gave it a shot. It's not like it. It's inoffensive. That's the That's best lame. thing I can say about it. <laughs> Not like, I don't know what the lyrics were about, but it's inoffensive as oh. in I didn't care one way or the other. Like, ah. cool. It's not bad. I'm not big into Bullet in general. Really, the only song I like by them is Your Betrayal and You Want a Battle, Here's a War. That's about it. I guess people are freaking out about the new Atreyu song, though. Oh. I don't know why. I, I know <sighs> nothing about it and I haven't listened to it, so I can't really report I'll give it a go. Oh, you're okay. Well, I can talk I about used David to Ellison. Like, I, I used to like a tray you way, 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 way long ago. What's the new song? Uh, that's a great question. I will. Is it baptize? I don't know. It might be. Huh. They had a song featuring Travis uh, Barker. Everybody has songs with Travis Barker nowadays. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have an album with Travis Barker. I don't even know who Travis Barker is. I just know that Blink name. Blink 182. Oh, gross. I believe he was the drummer. I guess it's Baptize. Um, I mean, I, the, I need the to guys know. I don't want to waste my time. Tune, the guys over in Tune Junkies had a whole episode about it. Discuss with a band who most of us follow since the beginning. Listen as we exchange viewpoints and ideas of when do people make and write the best music, progression over stagnation, and if the band changes their sound. Uh, I'm going to assume that it's. God. Let me. Fine, hold on. Maybe I'm just hearing things that aren't actually the case because not it. I mean, I figured if people were freaking out about a Treyu, Loudwire would have said something about it. But the last thing that had anything to do with a Treyu that could be of that is for their song Warrior, which has Travis Barker. Revealed two more tracks of their. I guess Baptized is the or Baptized is the. Uh, title track. I don't think you have to worry about it. Well, I I listened to a bit of it. Eh, if you're losing your shit over that, you're wasting your time. Again, I have no idea. Maybe somebody can let me know on Facebook or Twitter. Well, we have a Twitter now. I should probably like start promoting that at some point. But uh, I haven't even added our logo as the profile picture yet because I haven't been on my computer. Oh, shit. Anyway, Megadeth confirms that uh, they're going to be replacing David Ellefson's bass parts for the new record which I believe was already done. So I'm like, that's kind of a big deal when it comes to like nearly being done with a record and then deciding to change everything. And also it's usually kind of a bad sign. 
or at least uh, I kind of equate it to video games being, you know, you know that feeling you get when you're excited for a game on one console and then it said, oops, we got to make it for the next console instead. And it turns out to be like Duke Nukem forever. Or, I mean, that's bad. Or, you know, when you're super excited for a, a game sequel and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, this was really bad. So we scrapped the entire thing and got an entire different studio to do it. Metroid Prime about- 4. Yep I, figured, yep, I figured you were talking about Metroid. So they're going to be ditching David Ellison's bass tracks for the new record. As far as I know, we don't know who is replacing him at the moment. And apparently I... Got some information wrong about David Ellison's situation. Uh, he was not texting a minor. At least that's what the thing said. But he was masturbating on a video call to a 19-year-old. So uh, it's I mean, technically not a minor. It. She's technically not a minor. Wow. Sorry. Wow. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm going to edit that. That's not what I meant to say. No, I was saying, no, 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 I was no, no, saying no. it as in the situation wasn't illegal. And then I'm like, my mm. brain flipped it. But regardless, Ethan doesn't um, think women are real people. Yeah. Screw women. Am I right up top? <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't no simp. I'm kidding. Ladies. I love you. Anyway, actually, so, no, oh, now wow. I'm going to get sued. I'm going to get sued. <laughs> well, really on that sucking on that too. red pill, man. Really sucking on that red pill. <laughs> simp you're a simp uh, anyway man, i bet i bet you really love that 4chan no i don't i haven't thought about 4chan in years and i want uh, i would rather makes, keep it that way makes this episode uh, a picture of ethan from freshman year in his fedora oh we don't need that we don't need to bring that up <laughs> doesn't need to happen <laughs> Gojira's Mario Duplantier says Lars Ulrich is the best showman drummer in the world. That's Cap, bruh. I don't know what that means, what what you just said. <laughs> Come on, I don't know. Ethan. We gotta appeal to the younger audience. I don't know what that means, Mitch. It, it means it's false. Uh, I get what he's saying, though. He's mainly talking about, like... Hold on. While discussing the 10 drummers who influenced him the most with Metal Hammer, Duplantier admitted Ulrich was the first one who really sparked his interest in drumming. I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. My brother had received the Metallica Live Shit Binge and Purge video box set for Christmas. We sat watching it. I couldn't take my eyes off Lars. The way he was playing, the color of the drum heads, the movement, it was all awesome. Um, I will say that when it comes to like facial expressions and people who look like they're having fun, Lars is probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, the problem is he looks like he's having a lot of fun, but he's not really playing that well. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to facial express, like pl- like uh, uh, play face, that is a horrible name. But the face <laughs> you make when you're playing, it's new it's- porno grind band play face play face. Ooh, gross. Uh, yeah, Lars definitely has that down. But uh, I just brought that up because I thought you would be funny. I thought it would be funny. And Mario looks very weird in this picture. Is he, he at like least he wearing a shirt? Uh, of course not. Makes sense. Yeah, he lo- he looks like he belongs in like a 2008 scene core band. Oh, ouch. In this particular pic. Hold on. Uh, eh, eh. Am, I, am I wrong? I don't really agree with you, but I could kind of see where you got that. It's mainly just the hair part. Like, it's it's just a bad frame. It's a bad frame that somebody took. 
And of course, Lars just looks like Lars. I don't think Lars could ever be mistaken for another human being. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. <laughs> no. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. He 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 looks like Lars Ulrich. It's not like a uh drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers and other guy. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Hulk Hogan. You're never going to not mistake Hulk Hogan as somebody other than Hulk Hogan. But I, I'm pretty sure that's just a um, Aziz Ansari bit. And I don't remember. My brain's dying. So this whole joke is aborted. Anyway, that is uh, that is Gojira. I love them. That's a great band. They're actually not horrible. Uh, I believe you have a couple of music things. Oh my god, are we finally getting to me? Holy shit. I'm gonna kill you. I know where you work now. I knew where I knew where you worked before. That is true. <laughs> but I know where you live too. <laughs> Whatever. Couple of music things, couple of video game things. What will I talk about first? Nobody knows. In terms of music stuff, one, that health fest lineup, stack. Oh, oh yeah. Boom. They were just like Hey, you guys haven't had a music festival in a while? Here, here's all the music. We have all the bands. I'm tempted to go, but like money and traveling and that's a lot of music. It's a lot of music. That's a lot of music. I couldn't even read the other bands. Like like if the band's logo did not pop up, I don't know who's playing. (laughs) I mean, it looks like my Vakken 2017 t-shirt where they list all the bands on the back it's like you see the first like mm, 15 and then everyone just kind of gets really tiny towards the bottom of the shirt yeah (laughs) it's kind of like um i i i was bummed out because i thought it was this year but turns out it's next year from maryland death fest like there's just so many bands but except they used all of the logos problem is i can't read half of the logos um (laughs) But there's a like I think Bloodbath is there. I think a lot of the bigger death metal bands are there too. But uh, Primitive Man is also there, and I kind of want to see them live. I feel like that'd be an interesting show. I don't know if a festival setting is the way to see them, though. I feel like you just got to go to some random dude's basement to go see them. That is true. They played Black Circle Bre- uh, Brewing Co. Co. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, and I missed it. I was kind of bummed out. I'm sure they'll do another tour at some point, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd go see them. A festival might be interesting, but I think if I recall, they are a bit lower on the poster, so they probably don't have that long of a set. And you're probably right. Like, a fest for them might just be kind of meh. But Bloodbath, though, I'd love to go see Bloodbath. Anyway. Honestly, for me, I think festivals aren't really the best place to go see music. That's more of a place to, like, just be around people. And the music's more of a kind of, like, background thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed Vakken. I enjoy Mayhem. It's not like people didn't put on a good show or anything, but there's so many people there and it it's very much less an intimate show in some ways. But like you get to meet people from all over the world and or your country in the terms of like the United States festivals where it's more probably localized versus like Vakken or Hellfest where people are just coming from everywhere to see it. But you're you're surrounded by so many people and I don't know about other states and everything, but Indiana is definitely not the metal, the most metal place on the planet. (laughs) So uh, going to those festivals is like, oh, my God, 
there's more than five of us. So for me, I definitely agree when it comes to something like, say, Vakken or Hellfest, like multi-day shows. Yeah. For like Mayhem or say like the upcoming Knotfest or something like that. I feel like it's a little bit more tolerable if it's just like a one day thing, because like when I went to Mayhem... I didn't make friends with anybody. I went with my friends that's and that's fair. kind of that's kind of it. But if I went to Hellfest, that's like a week. So like I also think right. it I also think it just depends on like who you bump into, you know, how drunk everyone is, including yourself. True. Um, True. I was underage at the time. Yeah, <laughs> and um cuz I mean I went to and like one thing that made me make a whole bunch of friends at Vakken was I went to Vakken by myself. Yeah. So it yeah. was either be the sad, lonely American dude that doesn't speak to anyone or go up to some random European dude and just be like, hey, adopt me. Oh, we must stay away from sad looking American. He will shoot us. Wow. Uh, you're not wrong. I thought you were gonna come up with like a oh you racist piece of garbage joke. Nope, but I was like, nope. oh right. Yeah. We're American. We do that. We're American. A lot. We we do do that. Especially when we're sad or bored or angry or happy. <laughs> America, yeah. Free, land of the free. Yeah. <laughs> come to your local anyway. gun store. You can buy a copy of the Declaration of Independence at your local gun store. Comes with a free I, gun. I know. Th- <laughs> I'm like, I know that's a joke, but I feel like it's also not. <laughs> Get a copy of the Constitution when you purchase two and a half guns. Nah, nah, not just the Constitution. It's just the Second Amendment. Just the Second Amendment. And it's written in such a way that you could never mistake it for anything, but you got the right to guns and no one can take them from you. <laughs> That's the only, that's the phrasing. And it, it specifically says, especially your assault rifles, uh, parentheses, assault rifles aren't a real thing. I think we need to leave this bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to move on. America, fuck yeah. Ne- Go to your next thing. <laughs> Moving away from America and going into Sweden, at the gates, new track. Mm-hmm single uh i don't care what ethan says about the vocals the singles freaking fire during this recording session basically since we started recording i've had it on loop it is solid as hell mm-hmm. called fall into time um or i'm sorry the fall into time and it starts out with some like nice very lightly distorted guitar that just crescendos into a full symphony and it's like mm, so good and then it just goes into like a good mellow death song for a while it is very well written i can't scream anymore i do not appreciate you when there is good music writing in front of us i look just put out an instrumental version of the album and I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy an instrumental version of the album. I just, I can't deal with, with opposite end of vocals, Chris Barnes. I can't deal with like horrible <laughs> high bad. vocals. It's, it's not so that bad. bad. It's, it's so not bad. that bad. It's obnoxious no. and I don't like it. 
uh, I think you're just stupid. This is very clearly you... well written, and the vocals are solid. They're just very <laughs> stylized. Very stylized. stylized. Yeah, they're very. St- that's ve- yeah. That's what Chris Barnes tried to say about his new record. Too. No, 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 no. Chris Barnes knows nothing about style. So did I. Oh no, Chris Barnes didn't say that. Somebody tried to defend it by saying, oh. "It's like I saw Chris Barnes live like a year ago, and he sounded just fine." This is totally on purpose. I'm like, can you explain to me why he wants to sound bad? I I don't know what it is, man. I really do actually quite enjoy the style of vocals. I I I, I can't I can't tell you. I, I can't. I mean, I mean, I'm glad that you like it. I I am. I just. I can't help but I can't not make fun of these blown out vocals. <laughs> I You know what? You're just mad because you can't do them. <laughs> I'm I happy believe, I, I believe, can't do them. I believe that's the I same can't. reasoning you gave me when I hated uh dying fetus and those really low, incomprehensible I'm just gonna gurgle into the microphone vocals. Uh, the difference is John Gallagher's voice isn't blown out, and he's clearly not struggling to produce sound. He's hey, At the Gates has done this for three albums, and he do, he's not struggling. <laughs> Stylized. Stylized. Dying Fetus Stylized. has like eight records, and he still sounds good. <laughs> Dying Fetus also hasn't been around for 30 to 40 years. 30. They've 30 been around years. since the early 90s. Oh, well, then him and At The Gates are at the same level. <laughs> but At The Gates is better. Maybe. So, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, track is fire. Uh, Ethan's wrong. He does appreciate the instrumentation, is, so I'll give him that. Mitch is delusional. He's I, have trying. The, I have the minor degree in music composition and theory, so I'm clearly right. Soda and Ben Shapiro has a master's in music. That doesn't mean he knows what he's talking about. And maybe he does. I don't know. I've never heard his opinions on music. You don't. Want it's probably to. wrong. Oh, to him, hip hop isn't music. Oh, wait, that's not even hit. He doesn't have that. His dad has it. And he says that we're not getting into a Ben Shapiro discussion today. We can we can do that later. I mm, sorry for bringing it up. I'm mad now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited for the new At The Gates album. Uh, everything they've put out so far sounds solid i'm i really like the fall in the time my only complaints going to be is and maybe they've put out the track list already i don't actually they probably have let me check out some very quick because if that track is not the first track or the very last track on the album they're probably doing something wrong because that that intro has the vi up oh, it's not in there it's the sixth song hmm to me, that had a feeling of an outro track or an intro track. Anyways, At The Gates, not the only one releasing a new single. Ginger also came out with a new single, and it also is pretty fire. They're heading a little bit into the progier realms, but still keeping their sound. Uh, and mm. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Everyone sounds good. I've never, I've never had a complaint about any of Ginger's instrumentation or their vocals or anything. They, they're all excellent. At what they do. Mm. Too bad her voice is blown out. Any- no, I'm kidding. I haven't listened to the new song yet. Um, I need to. I've heard it's quite proggy. And they've been... Each album, they've like kind of moved proggier. They are also a band that just likes to be like, we're going we're gonna to do a different genre 
just during like the first 40 seconds of this song. It's like they got uh, one song on uh, macro that has reggae. Ah. And it's pretty solid. Like, I still am really impressed because on their first album, they did the intro song, and it is just an intro song. Mm-hmm. But then the last song on the album is that same song, but it's a jazz version of ah. it. And so they, they, I mean, they all really enjoy music and like exploring, and it shows up in their actual music, how diversified their sound is. And I, I enjoy that. I mean, they still got the modern proggy genty sound to all their songs. Pretty solid. So that's all I got from music news for the most part. I don't know why I said the most part, because that is all I have. <laughs> but or is it? I do dun, have some dun, video. Dun. Yeah, it is. No, but I got video game stuff. Uh, first and foremost, most important thing ever. Metroid Dread is happening. <sighs> Holy shit. Ethan, do you know anything about the history of Metroid Dread? No. Do you care? Ah, I'll hear it. I'll take it. Metroid Dread, also known as Metroid 5. Basically, the main series games is Metroid, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, Metroid 3, also known as Super Metroid, Metroid 4, also known as Metroid Fusion, and then the final game in that lineup, which is Metroid 5, also known as Dread. Metroid Dread was actually in development back during, like, the first Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. And they kept canceling it. Now, I didn't know this for a very long time. I don't think until college that I actually know about this story. They never, like, full announced it. It was always kind of just rumors. Mm-hmm. It, it's supposed to be the final arc to, like, the storyline that is developed from Metroids 1 through f- uh, 5. And then apparently that arc is just done. And I don't know what that means for the series at all, but it's exciting to see a game that was supposed to originally come out in 2006, I think on the Game Boy or the DS, because I can't remember when the DS came out, but I think it was around that time. Move like one, just completely die and then be resurrected into the Switch. Like that's just killer and as a metroid fan i'm really excited it looks really good it's the original studio that worked on metroid uh getting assistance from the studio that did the remake of metroid 2 on the 3ds so you're going to have all some of the combat features that were in the metroid 2 one like the uh free aiming and there's also a melee counter that allowed you to do like some not only counters but some like really cool not necessarily button prompty kind of maneuvers but just like stylized kills or attacks um that just add to the visual flow of the combat Mm -hmm. so i have not seen anything of this game i haven't like looked at the trailers or anything so is this a is this like the whole metroidvania style still or is it 3d like the prime games it's metroidvania style so all all the all the main story stuff is 2D. Anything with Prime, except for Pinball, is uh, 3D. Gotcha. So, uh, I mean, they're both still Metroidvanias. Either way, it's just one's 3D space, one's 2D space. Right. Because, uh, I mean, Metroid Prime still retains the whole free exploration with only a little bit of guidance, if any, and finding items to go and enter new areas. Gotcha. Yeah. And back traveling. 
which is the main staple is going, finding a block path, finding an item to unblock said path. Right. So it looks really good. I have high hopes because, I mean, this studio has released four really good games plus some remakes of said game. Uh, and the studio is just Nintendo. It's the main, it's like when Legend of Zelda makes a uh, when Nintendo makes Legend of Zelda, it's just Nintendo. And so they also at E3 during the Nintendo panel said, hey, we are still working on Prime 4. No, we don't have any news, but at least you know it's not dead. It's and dead. then they were like Metroid Dread. Shut up. It'll never happen. Uh, other things. There are huge amounts of rumors that I'm hoping are very true about a Dead Space trilogy remake because the Mass Effect one is doing so good. Please, I really want to replay that game and relive trauma. At least the first two. The third one was I. Do, so does that tie into, I know that... Um... There was a article that I saw that EA was teasing a return of a a, a uh, IP, but there, people were uh, confused about what game it was. Yeah, there there's like some I saw that like didn't make much sense to me, and also there's another game coming out from the director of the original Dead Space series called uh, Calypso Protocol. Right, but. He's not through EA anymore, as far as I know, nor Visceral Studios, which Visceral Studios doesn't even exist, as far as I understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's like some other game that they're talking about, but I'm not 100% sure because I know nothing about it. Uh, to be fair, EA hasn't like really made any direct communications, done any trailers, anything like that. So it, it's all speculation and rumor. Gotcha. But it's something that I want to be true. Yeah, I mean... So we know that uh, Dead Space is a rumor. Uh, the only other EA property that I know of that's been dead for super long has been like 007, but we already know that's being made too. So I'm not sure it's what being it can made through EA. Um, I don't know. It's called Project 007 Developer and Publishers IO Interactive. So I guess it's not EA because EA is a yeah, publisher, I, right? One thing uh, that is also interesting. Hey. Ethan, yeah. do you like the game Rainbow Six Siege? Uh, I've never played it. Have any desire to ever play it? Eh. Eh. How about if it was a board game? Um, that's right, folks. They have made the official Rainbow Six Siege board game. Who asked for this? I just want to talk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very concerned, but then again, Warhammer 40k works, and it seems to kind of be similar in that sense. Yeah, like, there's a, there's like a ruler that you have to fucking use. But Warhammer started out as a board game. It's true. It's very true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I, I just, I read that and I was like, you got, like, are they making every video game a board game now? Um, yeah, actually, there's a lot of board games based off of video games, but there always have been. There's been like Super Mario board games back in the day. And uh, you got the Dark Souls board game, mm -hmm. uh, which I've actually heard pretty decent things about. And it's just as hard as the video game. Yeah, I actually want to play more board games. And because um, last Saturday 
I did a drunk stream with the guys and uh, we just played card games on tabletop sim. So I want to like do some research on uh, actual board games to play because I heard that like it's a good time to be a board game fan. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely for certain because a lot of uh, studios have been making some really interesting ones. One that I always thought was really cool is uh, actually let me make sure I get the name right. It's called Set Your Watch. Dice. Oh, now I'm choking. I uh, did, while you look for that, I did find a uh, channel called No Rolls Guard. Oh. Uh, it's called Set a Watch. Um, it's a co-op game, mm-hmm. and I thought that was, it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I've, I, I've played a couple of games. I played um, uh, with uh, my friends. We've done, uh, you know, like your standard, like Werewolf and uh, the Town of Salem, which is just another version of Werewolf. Mm-hmm. We've done Secret Hitler. That one's fun. There's uh, there's a haunted house game that I really enjoy mm-hmm. where you uh, build the haunted house and then you're going through and you're collecting items as these individual characters and like dealing with encounters. And then once a event, a specific event happens, it triggers and you get a not randomly generated, but based on like number of tokens and something a monster scenario happens and then usually that uh, a player becomes the monster and so then the other players have to work together to try and kill that monster i think i know exactly what you're talking about in that channel i had brought up just a moment ago no rolls bard um yeah they did like a top 10 board games or like uh it's it's adam blompier if if anybody knows like older what culture he was on there and he did like the wwe channel and then he left to form cultaholic and then he didn't do that because he was in like a scandal and he left for a couple years to go into therapy and now he's back and now he's doing that but he has like a ton of interesting videos for board games like top 10 most expensive board game editions top 10 most banned board games but i think i know the game you're talking about i just i have no idea what it's called (laughs) one of the ones that stuck out from the videos is a game called nemesis and that's apparently not familiar it's apparently kind of like alien i guess but it involves like deception and things like that and it's gigantic and it costs like 200 dollars. i think i know the video game version of nemesis actually is there a video game version think so oh betrayal at house on the hill yes is the game i was thinking of that yeah he he did that he he mentioned it's a great party game is a fantastic party game where you just get a bunch of people to play with and it's so easy to learn Mm -hmm. Uh, um it's one of my favorites i always enjoy it set of watch looked really good there's a lot of them i uh used to watch dice breaker for uh one of the members left i i like the other members but uh, the one member that left was kind of the reason I watched. Right. And I like they're cool and they're fun, but I'm not like super interested in board games as much. Don't get me wrong. They turned me on to some cool stuff that I would love to play with other people. But then I didn't really have anyone to play with and I didn't want to buy a bunch of these. And then they sit in my house. Tabletop Also board games. Yeah, I, I tried to do that during the pandemic with some of my friends, but they just never did. Uh, like I kept going like I was like, it's $15 and then all these games are workshop. Like you don't have to pay for these games. Yo, my dude, I would do it. They're I just would, on I'd the steam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is, is we're not friends. 
Oh, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, like, maybe if some other friends joined us, you know. You're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) What, you're just my co-host and my co-worker. We don't have to be friends. Fair. Professionalism. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Succotash is my only friend. Friends aren't real. That's true. So, yeah, Rainbow Six Siege, the board game. Everyone asked for it. Gross. I also have some video game news. No one cares, though. Let's see. Did I have anything else? Um, I thought I did. I guess not. Um, never mind then. Ethan, people care about your news now. Go ahead. <laughs> did you see that the latest? This was about six hours ago, so it might be fixed by the time this gets up, gets posted, which should be uh, the 30th. Did you see that the most recent build of Marvel's Avengers exposing streamer IP addresses? Nice one. <laughs> yeah. Crystal Dynamics is warning people not to stream gameplay while it tries to fix the problem. How how does that problem even arise? I how do you get know. that to happen? I don't I mean, know. don't don't like call me out. I don't know anything about coding. I'm sure it's not super hard to make happen, but that should have been like play tested. I figured that it would be. And you know, also there are people still streaming that game. What? True. Uh, They're saying it's not happening on PC, but for consoles, it is apparently. At least that's what this article from PC Gamer says. PC Master Race. So, yeah, um, maybe, first of all, you shouldn't be playing Marvel's Avengers anyway, but you probably shouldn't play it on the PlayStation 5 version just to be safe. I guess that's the specific version that's happening. I did think about buying it when it was on sale for like 10 bucks because I heard that it's not egregious for that price, but for full price, it's a heavy no-go. Speaking of streaming, um, Twitch bans... Oh, God. Twitch bans streamers for simulated ear-licking ASMR in yoga pants. Yes, I saw this. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Come on, streamers, take that to your OnlyFans. What were you thinking? (laughs) Yeah, um... Apparently, apparently it was uh, one of the people that got banned was very good for her OnlyFans because she got uh, 600 new subs like an hour from being banned from Twitch. Um, I would say their name, but I can't find them and I can't really be asked. So I thought it was just an interesting headline. And of course, it's also from the hot tub streams. That is a new category for uh, Twitch. Um. It's been a common thing that people have been complaining about. I'm kind of whatever. But if you're if you want to stream from your hot tub, go for it. Yeah. Just be aware that if you do anything too sexual, you might get banned. Might might yeah. you know, might you win some, you lose some. Um but I am yeah. all for people doing what they want. Just you can't complain if you get banned if you break like the rules. That being said, there were people that were getting banned because like they were streaming out in real life and a song was being played and then DMCA took them down and that sucks. Twitch that do suck. Twitch doesn't have the best. Twitch just doesn't have the best right now, just in general. They're hopefully they're working on it. Um <clears throat> something semi controversial. Uh-oh. One man We're not known for that. Got Coffin. I don't know that name creator of Five Nights at Freddy's. 
Oh, that man. That yes. that man. Uh, this news. Yes. So apparently Scott Cawthon has retired from the FNAF series and will not be working on it any longer. Um, this is oh, due. I wonder what happened. This is due to donating significant amount of money towards certain conservative action committees and politicians, maybe, which like I don't agree with, but. Do what you want with your money, I guess. The issue is, outside of certain things being a little too extreme for my taste, like the significant anti-LGBT charity donations, um, we have people, I believe, sending death threats to Mr. Cawthon and his wife and kids. Not cool. Yeah, my I, I, I draw the line at the death threats in general, but especially towards his wife and kids, because they had probably nothing to do with that. But instead of like just being and <laughs> he, he decided instead of like taking action for some of the things that he's done, he's or like or like, you know, things that he's taken part in, he has decided to just quit and uh, retire. So it's an interesting topic. I don't agree with people threatening to kill the dude, just like I don't agree with people threatening to kill CD Projekt Red for delaying Cyberpunk and then releasing a broken buggy mess. It's not cool to threaten people's lives over something so trivial. I know that this probably will have a little bit more connotation because of some of the things he was donating money to, but which I completely understand. I just don't. I can't get behind the death threats, so let's not. Yeah, like let's not do that, guys. Yeah, I mean, I especially to things like game developers who aren't doing anything wrong, uh, morally, uh, politically, whatever, such as CD Projekt Red or Mass the uh, Bioware. That was the one, or a bunch of other studios that you know may have flubbed up in some way, way shape, or form. Mm-hmm. That being said, don't don't. Send death threats to people in general. Uh, one, that's illegal. It is, it is illegal. You know, it, two, like, I get it. Like, I don't agree with the guy's donations or political views. But, like, yeah, like, come on. A little bit more class here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like, I, I don't like the dude. I don't even care for the games. I get it that they were Me kind either. of revolutionary. But, like... They ain't, they ain't worth that. Come yeah. on. I I was never like a big fan of the games. I always watched like Markiplier play through them because I didn't feel like playing them myself. And then, of course, the game theory videos were usually fun, if a little overdone at this point. They have also said that the FNAF series will continue without Coffin. Um, I'm sure he's going to still see some nice checks for it. So if you guys want to actually impact, you know, just don't consume the new media, you know. Don't send death threats. Vote with your wallet, I guess. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a heavy topic, especially for this show. But it's also, you know, big. So that's yeah. that. And don't don't yeah. threaten to kill yeah. people, guys, unless if it's Varg Vakirnas. Um, But here's the thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, don't threaten Varg either. Or am I joking? But maybe do. Anyway, last thing with gaming. Um, Cyberpunk is speaking of <laughs> CD Projekt Red and death threats and things like that. Um, Cyberpunk is returning to the PlayStation Store. I believe it is actually out at the time of recording now. Uh, they are also working on more patches. Of course, they are still putting out patches. Uh, they also do not recommend buying it on the base PlayStation 4, but I guess you technically can if you want. 
Uh, I think they were just like, don't buy on the PS4 in general. They did like say the pro. they did say there are performance issues on PS4. So, yeah. but they specifically said not the base PS4. And if you do do know, uh, do know that if you do, I believe if I remember correctly, if you do buy the PS4 version, you get the PS5 version free when you get a PS5. Yes. So, I mean, you could totally do it. It just won't be playable, and then you'll probably send a death threat. So. Mm. Maybe just get the PS5 version. Users will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across all platforms, Sony told IGN. SIE recommend, uh, SIE, oh, Sony Interactive Entertainment recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or PS5 for the best experience. Oh, okay. Uh, CD Projekt Red declined to comment further. So. Yeah. I mean, I personally. Like, I get that the games were originally going to be released on Xbox 360, PS5, not Xbox 360 and PS5. I meant PS4 and Xbox One. Um, But like when we started seeing actual like gameplay footage and shit, everyone should have known immediately that that was not going to be good. Yeah. So and they should have. And in my opinion, I get it. Because, again, they made promises and they were trying to deliver. They should have just made them PS5, PC, and Xbox, whatever, Series X. Is that what the, that is? Yeah. Look, we've talked about always, in the past I, that Microsoft's, whoever names the consoles, needs to be shot. We we, we already got that. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, d- but no death threats. I did not threaten his life. Mm. I mm. merely implied. That whoever named the Xbox One and further probably had a stroke. Hmm. That that's not what you implied. You implied that they should be shot. I but, um, uh, sounds like fake news to me. Ah, well, you got me there. I can't. I can't uh, debate <laughs> against that. <laughs> and seeing as how you're the one that edits these shows, uh, you pretty much uh, everything's at your whim. Hey, uh, Mitch. Hey, Ethan. Did you? Uh, did, did we listen to some albums? We did, but I have one more thing. Oh, God. Uh, have you seen some of the news about Batman recently? No, but you know what? I just remember Breath of the Wild 2 was oh, yeah. a thing, and that also was good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so have you heard of that that uh, cartoon that's out of Harley Quinn? Like, um, apparently it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen videos of it. It yeah, looked funny. Yeah, apparently it's decent. Uh, apparently, DC stopped a certain bit because um, there there was a there was a moment where Batman was going to uh, have relations with Catwoman. Um, okay, of the Cunnilingus variety, and oh. apparently DC said that uh, you can't do that because quote heroes don't do that, which has led to so many memes. <laughs> And so many jokes. <laughs> and true hero, true heroes don't eat a woman out. True heroes don't perform oral sex, but expects it to be done on them. Of course. Oh, sorry. You saying that? Uh, I was going to try to make you sexist, but then I. Mm, it's not worth my time. <laughs> I love the memes though. Like people were comparing every live action bat- live action Batman actor and describing which and who and who would who would and who would not perform Cunnilingus. And it's 
freaking hilarious. And it makes me just want, like, the next Batman villain to, to be, like, just some mutant. I have a stupid... I can't even do the stupid joke. can't even do it. Uh, oh my god, just, it's ten o'clock. I was imagining, like, a really stupid new villain of just being... Like, oh, Dark Knight! By the end of this fight, you will be trapped in my magical vagina! <laughs> Clayface just morphs into a vagina. There you go. That's a better call. That's a better That's a better one. I don't know why I forgot Clayface existed. I was just like... It's really sad that I knew that because I do not watch superhero shit at all. I know of Clayface. I just didn't make the connection. So, yeah. Batman should be trapped in a vagina maze, and that's going to be his ultimate downfall. <laughs> yeah, he has to. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> Better fucking edit that one out. That was gross. <laughs> There's a chance our boss will listen to this. Maybe no, she won't. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we listened to a couple of albums. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm not gonna. They're not worth talking about at this they're point. They're not worth talking about. <laughs> after, after Batman. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I, I actually forgot that I listened to Suffocation and I was about to start reviewing the Faith No More album again. <laughs> I mean, I'm going first this week anyway. Oh, man. Um,. I'll probably Ethan. I'm, Ethan. I'm gonna like. Hey, Ethan. Ethan. Mitchell. Uh, what what did you listen to that I gave you? Batman. That was not prog. <laughs> that that's definitely not progressive. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, Morty. Morty, you, you can't just insinuate yeah. that Batman doesn't eat <laughs> Morty. <laughs> he, he's, he's a true hero. He's a millionaire, Morty. He, he's swimming in it. <laughs> I think because he's a millionaire, he doesn't have to do it. Actually, he's a billion. <laughs> he, he, he pays people to do it for him, Morty. He only has sex in the lights off, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> This bit's going. What is this a leisure suit, Larry? Bit. <laughs> I hate this bit. Speaking <laughs> your bit, man. I didn't know about this until now. Anyway, okay, we're we're good. We're done talking about video games and movies and Batman. We're we're done. We're not talking about Batman. We're talking about music, Mitchell. We have a show to do. How dare you keep bringing up Batman in this conversation? You gave me a kill switch engage record to listen to. Now. Uh but wait, 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 wait. What if we discuss bat metal? Bat metal. Hmm. You, you mean death clock? The, the <laughs> yes, the death clock inspired music videos featuring. I, I always liked those. The, the last one was very uncomfortable, but I, you know, they're done well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like the. Never mind. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk about bat metal forever or whatever it's called. Anyway, Kill Switch Engage, As Daylight Dies, was given to me. Now, while discussing this album with Mitchell outside of the context of this 
uh, podcast, uh, we both realized that while he gave me As Daylight Dies, both he and I kind of automatically pivoted towards the special edition of As Daylight Dies, which has four more songs on it. And that does correlate to my thoughts that the album feels a little too long because instead of 44 minutes, it's like an hour and three minutes, something like that. That being said, I will be reviewing the special edition because it had a song on there that I already knew and that I really enjoyed. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on. So just if I have any thoughts beyond Reject Yourself, which is the last track on the standard edition, know that I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. You whatever. Kill Switch Engage. As Daylight Dies was released in 2006. The version I'm looking at is 14 tracks, and it is... Let me actually get back to the album on Spotify, so I'm not just talking out of my butt. Um, I was mistaken. It's not over an hour long. It's just 59 minutes instead for the special edition. Anyway, that is the version I listened to. What did I think about Kill Switch Engage as Daylight Dies? Well, I have a little bit of a history with Kill Switch Engage, though it's not much. Actually, like I in my head, as I was listening to this album, I was kind of comparing and contrasting to the last record you gave me, which was The Blackening. Um, Not musically, so more of like both of these came out around the same time and I feel like if I had listened to them both when I was younger, I would like them more than I do. However, that is to say I do like Kill Switch Engage significantly more than I did uh, or As Daylight Dies significantly more than The Blackening. Um, Whether or not that is because I recognize three of the songs already or not, we'll discuss it. Kind of like flying by the seat of my pants at the moment. Um... I listen to this record like a lot, but I definitely listen to the first half way more than the latter half because every time I went to go listen to it, it is a long album. So I would maybe listen to it on my way home and I would get to like reject yourself, which is the last song on the original version of the record before I got home and then I would restart it again. So I've I've listened to the title track a lot. Yeah. As Daylight Dies is a really good opener. and It's probably one of my favorite songs on the record. It has a very cool like opening and some harmonies in the uh, uh, rhythm guitar sections. That is not it. Something like that. With the vocals being uh, pretty cool, though, I I did notice some mixing tricks here and there that make it sound like Howard's voice is more distorted than it actually was while recording. If you kind of listen to the screams in the beginning of the uh, this world is evil, uh, this world is vile, you can kind of hear um, like in the box distortion, which is used fairly often, but it's rare that I can actually like pick it out versus like his natural uh, screaming tone. It's just used can to kind of thicken things up. Can you explain what in the box distortion means? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. In the so in the box, I meant like a plugin, say a distortion plugin being used in the mixing process. So mm-hmm. a big one that I know of, and I read about it because they. It's one that I use and it's one that I read that they used for Metallica's newest record as like a layering piece is called mm. uh, L- uh, Little Radiator. It's by a company called Sound Toys. And what it does is it just adds like distortion um, 
grit. By itself, you would probably not like the sound of it, but when you actually, just for an effect in this, what I am saying right now will be distorted in post, just to show you an example. By itself, gotcha. it's not, uh, sorry, I would do it live if I could, but I, I know there's a way you can, I just don't know how to do it right now. In the, like, by itself soloed, it's going to be very grainy, it's going to sound like quote-unquote bad but in the context of a mix it can really thicken up your vocal and you'll be hearing the actual recording and more of the distortion sounds kind of bleeds into everything else and just kind of makes it pop out a little bit um in this context i just heard the effect more than i'm used to um if you know what you're listening for you'll probably hear it yeah so that's just something i noted like i've been noticing a lot of like mixing tricks the more music i listen to like i noticed something on like an andrew wk song the other day i was like oh i didn't hear the vocoder on that the last time i heard this song or whatever it's it's really cool and bad to like know some of the tricks because now i'm like that sounds weird and i don't know if you should have done it like that because right. i'm totally a professional <laughs> i should be judging massively like worldwide music i'm never gonna make money at this but anyway as daylight ties is a really good opener i enjoy it a lot off the top so here's a big problem i have with this record i don't remember most of these songs off the top of my head that's fair like and part of that is definitely due with the album length i did do the thing that i i I do with most records as i'm listening to it i heart songs if i if i enjoy them and it has something that you know i think i'll remember but like i don't remember anything off of unbroken off the top of my head but I had it hearted. I do know that Let the Bridges Burn and I think Eye of the Storm both have like a really cool thrashy feel to them. At least Eye of the Storm, I know that. And Let the Bridges Burn has something that that kind of drug me in. But I think that's my main complaint about this record. A lot of it just feels like it melds together. A lot of the lyrics are very like super positive. You will get through this and, you know, let you're not alone you are not alone the challenge will not hold you down um which is apparently a very common theme in kill switch's music yeah so a lot of the songs just start kind of bleeding together sure there are some vocal hooks here or a riff here and there that sticks out but really outside of daylight dies the songs that I knew were the ones that really stick with me. You know, my curse, like listen to it on guitar hero for the first time, this fire, I heard it in wrestling. So I, I knew that song. Of course, their Holy diver cover. Everybody knows that. And really it's the only cover. song, it's a great cover, but outside of like At daylight dies, that's the only like new song off the record that I can remember off the top of my head. Just like if you ask me right now, that's not to say that as I'm listening to the other songs that I don't enjoy them or that I wouldn't turn them on again. It's just at the moment, I cannot for the life of me think of anything else just right now. Now it could be because I'm tired. It's possible, but I did enjoy most of the album. It's just more on the fact that I like this while it's playing but nothing is exactly sticking with me other than the the opening track, My Curse, uh, This Fire, and of course, Holy Diver. And the reason I was like kind of bouncing it back and forth in my head with how I felt about the blackening, it's like I feel I feel like this has the opposite effect of what I felt with the blackening that I while with the blackening, I didn't necessarily think that it was horrible, but that. I, re- I really only enjoyed 
one or like you know a handful of songs and the others i didn't like at all on this one i really enjoy i really enjoy the songs that i love and everything else is fine like i have nothing negative to say about any of the songs if that makes sense whereas the blackening i was like i don't like this about this song i don't like this about that song etc etc so like if i were if i gave like the blackening a four I would probably look at a six for this on the other side of that, that five where like, it's, it's fine. It exists. I like it more than I dislike it. I don't necessarily think this is going to change anybody's life. If you're, if you're not a metalcore fan, this isn't really going to appeal to you all that much. Unless if you were like Mitch and you kind of grew up with it. And if you are a metalcore fan, how have you not listened to this right already? Yes, you've probably already listened to it. Now, if you are a metalcore fr- metalcore fan and you haven't listened to this, um, you might run into the issue that you've probably heard a lot of the ideas here that you've you've probably heard these these ideas somewhere else already. Now, granted, they're probably taking inspiration from Kill Switch, so going back to the original may work for you. I just do think that if you haven't heard this by now and you don't already kind of have your own thoughts about it, you're probably going to be left with like a, yeah, it's fine kind of idea. Um, Who knows if I would have the same idea with the end of Heartache. Contrary to this record, I don't know anything from that album, so maybe that's the one I should have listened to. Who knows? Maybe. I, uh, I mean, would you be willing to listen to it without me recommending it? Um... Maybe not immediately, but I could see myself maybe checking it out. Because, I mean, it is the other one that I really like with Howard Jones on it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm and i definitely interested in listening to more of Howard Jones's stuff. I have no, uh, what not uh, desire, but I have no experience with Jesse um, outside of the video I looked up of him performing My Curse. Because I wanted, I was telling Mitch, um, a lot of the times if, if bands go back and forth with singers they don't always perform each other's music so i wanted to see if jesse performed howard's uh material and he does and he does a decent job at it so i was just curious at looking at it but yeah i could see myself checking out the end of heartache if i just needed something new to listen to and i i couldn't think because like this is really good like I just need to have something to listen to while I do stuff music because there's nothing offensive about this. There's nothing that I like, man, I hate this song. It's just it, it's either like this song is awesome or like cool background noise akin to like white noise in my head until something cool happens. Definitely didn't dislike it. It's not my favorite thing you've ever given me, but it's definitely not the most egregious album I've ever listened to at all either. And like I said, there are those songs that I already knew that I still enjoy, you know, my curse. I love this, this fire. And, you know, I think, I think their cover of Holy Divers a little bit over overplayed at this point, but I I am glad that I found as daylight dies or the, uh, the title track daylight dies because I do find it very catchy and I find myself singing the chorus in my head a lot. Um, and that is in that is due to in no small part of uh howard jones's vocals he's you know everybody knows he's a good singer and he's really good with the vocal hooks so that's kind of my that's kind of my thoughts about kill switch engages as daylight dies it's a solid listen if you've probably already heard this and if you haven't you're you you might come across the same way as me where it's just like yeah this is fine with a couple of you might you might like one song better than the other but there's nothing really egregiously bad about this righteous all right that's fair 
that's not that's about where I figured. Um, I actually re-listened to this uh record a couple of times as well. I think at least twice, uh, just to kind of refresh myself mm-hmm. on it because it's been a while since I had listened to it like through and through. Right. And uh, I too thought it was too long on the deluxe version. Um, is, and but while I was long. like, while I was re-listening to it, like yeah, I remembered all the lyrics and for the most part and everything. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've heard this song like three songs ago. Nothing's yeah. really standing out. Yeah, yeah. I that's kind of where I was at. There were some lyrics that left me pondering if this band was a Christian band at one point. I think I told you I was going to make a note of the songs that made me feel that. Um, I believe Unbroken was one, but I think that's just because since I grew up in church, just the word redeem or redeemer or redemption kind of just immediately like triggers that idea in my head of, oh yeah, suffering, the suffering will bring redemption or something. It's like that's kind of a religious thought depending who you are but otherwise like i didn't hear too much other than the your average like perk up bucko you everything's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah which man when you angsty teenager th- that's the shit you need to hear and like a super growly over the top voice who also occasionally sings really well. Yeah, I'm surprised. I was actually, so I was um, taxiing my dad around for like a solid week. And yesterday I was listening to this record in the car with him, like at a decent volume, like something that I thought he would tell me to like turn it down. And he didn't tell me to turn it down. So I'm like, I guess this wasn't egregious to him. So if my 61 year old father who only likes bluegrass and Blake Shelton for some reason didn't tell me to turn off this this record, maybe that says something. Who knows? I don't know. Just something I thought of. He's going to message me in three days. It's like, what was that song with the screaming? Like, that's a lot of that's a lot of music I listen to. (laughs) Be specific. The screaming and the singing. All right, you narrowed it down to half of the stuff. Being older and less uh, angsty, I guess, is the best way to describe how I feel currently in my life. Maybe. Who knows? I uh, don't. Those types of lyrics don't really appeal to me much anymore. Yeah. So, eh. but I'm glad that you enjoyed the record to an extent. At least you didn't find it egregious. Nah, um, nah it was I fine. figured. I mean, I figured you would like it, but. Um, yeah, who knows if End of Heartache would have been different. Granted, End of the Heartache is more of their, you know, positive, you aren't alone. You'll get through this heartbreak, buddy. I, I'm sorry, your waifu left you. Sorry, champ. Buck up, chum. If you, if you, if you, if you get an A on your report card, we'll, t- we'll take you to a family video and get an ice cream, champ. And then you gotta be. Holy shit, man. I, I'm going to tell you something. I've never been to a family video. I mean, you don't have the chance anymore. They're all closed. <laughs> This is very they true. They finally died. It took COVID to kill family video. I think, um, I don't know if there was a family video out in North Carolina where I lived and Blockbuster was still a thing. I never like renting video games anyways. My parents always just got um, movies. I didn't have the experience of like running into the video store, grabbing a video game and being like, I want to play this. Yeah, I did. I, it was a fun yeah. time. You know what else is a fun time? The comment section of the day, which comes Listening from the suffocation. Like, bam. Equals three. William oh, well, Johnson. Thanks for uh, interrupting my transition. I appreciate that. Cool transition. William Johnson uh, equals three. 
<laughs> Anyways, before Ethan rudely interrupted my transition into listening to suffocation, I listened to suffocation. Pierce from within. 1995. And uh, let me tell you, it does sound like it's from 95. That That is my first thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, I like the last death record and early Opeth and some of the early melodic death metal stuff. You know, it's not amazingly mixed, but Crimson. it's not to the point that you can't understand. Yeah, I was going to bring up Age of Sandy. You know, it, it's not to the point where it's like, I can't you know, make out what the hell's going on, but you can definitely hear the age. Yeah. Then nineties metal definitely has a very distinct sound to it mm-hmm. or at least nineties death metal or maybe not death metal, extreme metal. Cause I think early black metal kind of has a similar sound though. Sometimes a little bit more like it was recorded on a potato, but that's just black metal. That is so, yeah, you know, true. Fair enough. So what did I think from Pierce from within? First things first, the lyrics are silly as hell. I like never, I actually looked up the lyrics. I've never really looked into them. <laughs> and I mean, okay, you called this like the first slam record. Is that uh, correct? They are like the first. No, 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 no. Uh, the first slam riff is commonly said to be on Effigy of the Forgotten, which is a uh, liege of uh, inveracity. They, but suffocation is definitely a big influence to slam. Okay, so would you call this death metal still then? I I would call it brutal death metal. So what? Uh, okay, cool. So you know, you remember how you you said that when we when you revered, reviewed Cannibal Corpse, you called them brutal death, and I yeah. specified that their earlier work is definitely more brutal death metal and the you know once chris barnes left it it kind of transitioned to regular death metal brutal death metal features a lot more syncopation or not syncopation but more in sync with like everything kind of hitting you at the same time vocals especially when you get into slam which is like brutal death metal on steroids a lot of things like follow the guitars and they have a lot of palm mutes and things like that it's more percussive and suffocation definitely fits that bill fair Okay, so perfect, because, yeah, this sounds like 90s death metal, Mm -hmm. straight, just straight up regular run-of-the-mill 90s death metal, which would probably be better described as brutal death. It's exactly as Ethan describes. Everything's pretty much playing along with the guitars. It's all hitting you. It's all about being, like, super fast in your face. Everything kind of blends together in sound. And that's not necessarily a bad thing by any means. But back to the uh, lyrics, Uh, I'll just take like the first little chunks of Pierce from Within. Penetrate the minds of those misfortunate at birth. Murder is etched in the deepest chasms of the soul. Salvation stripped from the origin of existence. Obscenities abandoned. Is that obscenities? Obstinate. Sure. Whatever. Uh... I am wearing my glasses, so I have no excuse at this point. As you yield your world uh, to me, decree of my dark streams, memories of my future, welcome to my church, sodomize my cross, for now marks your existence. These are silly. I actually didn't know that. But that then was, again, I didn't know that that was the lyrics. I always remember the, the vocal pattern of welcome to my church. Thought I, want to go. I always thought that that hook was kind of cool. I didn't realize that that's, that that was the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> 
but this has kind of always been my thing with death metal and brutal death metal. It, it's silly. It's silly like black metal silly. It's so over the top, it's hard to believe that there are people out there that take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> to the point that they, like, go and burn down churches and think white people are the best things on the planet. Oh, black metal. Bark. Oh, black metal. I would definitely say that black metal's worse than death metal, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Death metal, 90% of the time, except for, you know, when somebody commits suicide and they make it the uh, album cover. I mean, that's still black metal. What's that black metal? St- oh, yeah, yeah it's mayhem. it is. <laughs> I the forgot Blackhearts. for some reason. Either way, silly. Very silly. Somebody's going to, like, throw some Opeth lyrics at me that make me look like a fool. Sound-wise, it's all right. This is definitely not my sound. This is... It's just... It's not my thing. And and it's the same thing with Cannibal Corpse. It's it's the same thing with Obituary. I, I just don't like run-of-the-mill death metal, brutal death metal. It, it's all right. Instrumentally, there's nothing I can say that's wrong with it. It just doesn't excite me in any way it doesn't get me going which is funny because it's like super fast paced and in your face but eh, there are some really good breakdowns in it that kind of make you get that like gross face mm-hmm. that when a when a nice little breakdown or riff hits you just right but yeah i mean this just didn't do anything for me it's not bad uh, i think the lyrics are silly but the vocals are all right they're not my favorite vocals in the world, but they they don't sound like bad. I can pretty much understand what the guy is saying for the most part. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those voices that I kind of have to read the lyrics along, but once I get used to it, it's fine. He does some of the more like deeper. What's the best? Like the same thing that um, now I can't think of the band. Uh, not Infinite Annihilator, dying, the other one. Dying fetus. So. Dying fetus. Uh, vocally, I think you would like. I think you. I, I took into consideration vocals because Effigy of the Forgotten, which has like that first quote unquote what people consider to be like the first slam riff, his vocals are a lot deeper and less kind of enunciated. And in Pierce from Within, I think I think they are way more understandable. Like, um, and I agree, but um, it's still he still's got that like deep guttural kind of almost like you're tunneling your entire mouth and not really enunciating just to kind of get like gurgly sounds that mm-hmm. dying fetus sometimes does that's also a big that's also a big slam thing yeah yeah and i just i don't like that sound and i never have it's one of the big things that made me not like dying fetus like uh for example here is that quote unquote like first slam and you'll you'll immediately hear like the difference in the vocals too. I actually recognize this album cover. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I absolutely hate that. Yeah, a lot of people go back and forth between like what's like the at least for their earlier material, what's better, Effigy of the Forgotten or Pierce from Within. Effigy is higher rated on Metallum, but I kind of prefer Pierce from Within. I I actually prefer the vocals on Pierce from Within, though I don't think Effigy is a bad record. And Suffocation is one of those bands, kind of similar to Cattle, where in terms of popularity in the metal community, like, they seem to get better with every record. I've heard great things about, like, Of the Dark Light, and from what I've heard, it's, like, a completely different style. It's still kind of death metal-y, but it has more meat to it it's not just in your face 
chuggy chugs, but I have not listened to all of that, so I couldn't really give it to you. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so what would I rate this? I would rate this like a five, a five. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. If you like this sound, you'll like it way more than I do. But for me personally, it just, it, it doesn't hit. There isn't that many songs that stick out to me, though. I really enjoy the intro to, oh, what is this? Torn into enthrallment. Gotcha. Which, I mean, it's just a little bit more diverse because it's got that soft intro and uh, hitting into that more hard in your face sound. But it broke up the record nicely. It made mm-hmm. you go and like perk up because to me, everything else kind of just blends in in terms of sound. There's not really a sonic dynamic to me. Now, if you want to hear another thing, this isn't suffocation. I wanted to kind of show you like I just sent like what is quote like the first slam riff. Here's a band that here's like one of the only slam bands I actually like parasitic ejaculation. Oh God. If you skip to 30 seconds, that's it has like sl- something that's very common in slam as well as grindcore um, is like uh, samples like at the beginning of things. Also, slow torture puke chamber is also the title of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a very infamous one actually Ugh. oh the vocals came in yeah yep slam takes it one level deeper oh that's so gross now and keep in mind that is for me like the only slam vocals i can like tolerate <laughs> like it gets there like i can show you way worse <laughs> this is this is like the stuff that my friends and I would make fun of when we were younger, except it would be way slower and there would be less going on. And it was a deathcore breakdown, but it was the same Hold vocals. Is, I think I, I think I remember something off the top of my head. That's just horrid. This is like the kind of shit that people make fun of us for listening to. <laughs> yep. And what yep. they try to imitate. Yep. 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 <laughs> I, I will say the go give yourself a hand job is. Oh, the intro, uh, the intro samples funny, too. Um, oh, that's but that. Yeah, that was uh, intermediate and. Uh, yep. Sample. Yeah. Uh, skip to 55 seconds on this. <laughs> I see you're giggling, which is telling me I shouldn't listen to this. Um, I mean, I told you I was going to show you something horrible. 55 seconds. Yeah. So far, I don't hate this. But I'm also at 11 seconds. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you skip to 55 seconds? Unfortunately. <laughs> you know, Gutturals. it wouldn't bother me as much if it was just the like gurgling and then like he actually did something else. Cause then I would just think it was an interesting effect. Uh-huh. Like the, just like, but I'm pretty sure that's all the, he does. The click. Yeah. The like seven seconds of clicking noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he does the, I'm going to do the in rhythm. Like I'm saying words, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's bad. But they are called guttural slug. He does do something different at 150. There you go. <laughs> he finally screams. Oh um, but anyway, yeah, those uh, 
those are like the quote unquote slam vocals. And it's something that I can't do very well. I don't really I'm not in any project that. Ah, see, there we go. It's because you can't do them that you don't like them. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, I don't that's, like that's 100% I don't it like is. it as the only thing it's they're hard to do. My buddy can do them. I've done them before. Uh, but it, it really messes with my throat, but I'm not really in a project that requires those sounds to be made <laughs> at the moment. Um, I don't think I will be, I'm not going to be in a slam band anytime soon, but yeah. So I've introduced you to a little bit of slam. Don't worry. I can't even think of a band I would ever give you. <laughs> um, actually, if you did, actually, it was that's a lot purely out of spite. Um, there, mm. Mm, Mm. 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 purely out of spite pathology isn't horrible and they have mm. they have varied see. they have varied vocals it's not just see gross. see but you had to clarify that it wasn't horrible not that it was good that well, it just wasn't what i've heard horrible. that i've nope. liked it but you wouldn't probably at least the songs that i've heard um i've heard their new mm. records really good actually I haven't listened to it, though. Anyway, yeah, welcome to Slam. I gave you, like, the forefathers that are actually listenable. (laughs) Mm. That's gross. Slam. And, uh... Caveman Slam, Unga Bunga. No, I'm going to stick uh, with my sitting in a uh, nice armchair with a pipe and a glass of wine going, mm, indubitably. I'm going to find some symphonic Slam. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I I'm, I'm googling it because I'm very curious. There's a band called Symphonic Slam. They are probably not sim uh they're definitely not uh let's see Symphonic Slam metal. What about Technical Slam? That sounds fake. Uh Technical Slamming Brutal Death Metal. That's a lot. Mm. Okay, Parasite Ejaculation is in that list. I don't that, I think that's just kind of slam. Slam band turned tech death. Pardon? Oh, the new pathology. How topical. I mean, also, uh, it's a band I saw one. Uh, Dis and Tomb kind of did that switch as well. Their earlier stuff was very slam. The vocals weren't like the the clickiness, though. The What he did for his style, uh, I talked to him after they played, and I thought they were really cool. He does his growl. He does do that thing that you mentioned where it's like you kind of just talk a lot, like the, the tiny little circle out of your mouth, which yeah. typically does get you a deeper sound. But then he uses so much air, he puffs out his cheeks at the same time, and it just gets this really weird sound that I haven't heard anywhere else. My only complaint was... But he probably... Looks very silly. He did look a little silly, but he's also a giant Australian man. So <laughs> actually, he wasn't giant. He was like five foot three. But he so he was, is the so is the lead singer of Lady Baby. True. True. That don't mean that don't mean he <laughs> don't look super silly and or kuai. <laughs> but then my only complaint about those vocals for their earlier material is those are the only vocals he does in their only in their early material. But um their newer stuff is a lot more varied. Um it's also slower. It's kind of like they did the whole job for a cowboy thing where job for a cowboy started as like this stereotypical bree bree deathcore band and then they turned into a uh, a prog death metal band. That's weird. It is weird, but Sun Eater is a <laughs> 
Ah, oh, it's a great record. Anyway, I showed you some slam. I'm glad that you didn't absolutely hate suffocation. I was hoping you were going to like it more than you did, but not a big deal. Maybe the you were expecting a lot. I don't know. I figured you were going to like it more than Cryptopsy. Did I like it more than Cryptopsy? I don't know. I don't remember what you rated Cryptopsy. I figured you were going to. I don't even remember listening to Cryptopsy. None so vile. Lord Worm. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Now I remember Cryptopsy. <laughs> like I said, eh, they're later, eh. later suffocation. Apparently, like they get better with each record, kind of like how cattle kind of what cattle kind of did um in terms of like the public eye i've listened to a little bit of their last record called of the dark light and it's good i just haven't listened to all of it so i can't really give you a full idea it is oh it's only 35 minutes i didn't know that yes yes i think that's i got nothing else to talk about really <laughs> i oh i mean uh, i guess yeah. i could like i watched um uh the devil's rejects by rob zombie and uh and it's definitely his best film mm. it's worth a watch it's not like i doubt it no i mean it's even people that hate rob zombie usually say that the devil's rejects is probably is a quote good movie it's definitely interesting it it has it the more i researched into rob zombie's movies the more i realized how much of just a a horror nerd he is which i mean i should probably figure that but like he casted old clap older classic horror movie actors from like the hills have eyes and other like pretty big horror films to be in it the the story was interesting i still hate his wife she can't act to save her life but the situations that they do how the character progression for the cop character goes is really really cool the slow-mo effects get to be a little annoying not gonna lie and then the last sequence rob zombie has some sort of fetish for ending his movies in a cop shootout, whether it be the theatrical ending, it, it, you know, which I assume is what happened with The Devil's Rejects or like the uh, what's it called? The director's cut endings when it comes to both of his Halloween movies, both of his Halloween movies. end in hot, like, like, why do you why do you like cops shooting your characters so much, Rob? I don't get it. But I actually did enjoy The Devil's Rejects. Uh, it's way better than House of a Thousand Corpses. But even Rob Zombie says he doesn't like House of a Thousand Corpses anymore. <laughs> so, Oh, well, that's good because it is not a good movie. It's not. No, it's trash. But it does have Dwight from The Office in it. The The <laughs> most entertaining thing about Devil's Rejects is Sid Haig as uh, Captain Spaulding. He's the clown. There are some genuinely like funny scenes in it as well, which surprised me, all involving... Sid the Cl- or, uh, Captain Spaulding. I don't think I'm going to watch the sequel because I haven't heard. I've heard it's not great. But the Devil's Rejects, I'm actually going to give a thumbs up. I think it's worth a watch. It's it's grimy and it's trashy, but it's also intending to be. So whatever. It was a lot better than I expected it to be. I expected to watch five minutes of it and turn it off, and I ended up watching all of it, and I thought it was decent. So that be that. Um, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. <laughs> I don't got really anything either. I haven't been doing much besides working, uh, getting used to days, doing a bunch of the medical stuff that I've been having to do, mm-hmm. playing the occasional Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, actually, you know what? Uh, I did get caught up on The Witcher, finally. Pretty good show. Uh, I wish they wouldn't do so much jumping around in this show in terms of timeline, because even, like, I, I know witcher lore ish 
Uh, I only know it from the video games, to be fair. I don't, I've never read the books. Mm -hmm. But even I was like having a hard time going, okay, when is this actually fucking taking place? Who knows who? What's going on? Where are they? Kind of thing. Because they jump around so much, not only within the episodes, but just in the series in general, in terms of when and where things are happening. And you said this is The Witcher? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard that that was a common complaint. I also got caught up with Made in Abyss and watched the uh, newest movie. For people that don't know, Made in Abyss is one of my favorite anime. And they did the first, we'll say, season as a series. And then they were like, I think we want these to be movies instead. So they redid the first season as two separate movies. And that, which I didn't watch those. And then they did the new, what would have been second season, or at least part of the second season as a movie. Mm -hmm. And I love Made in Abyss. And a lot of people who go and watch Made in Abyss and started are like, wow, this is a really cute anime. And then a couple of scenes happen about halfway through the first season. You're like, oh, what is going on? And it gets really disturbing and gross and uncomfortable. And like you realize people could easily die. Like even your main characters you're following. And they did that in the movie. It was like you got maybe five minutes of things are nice. And then all of a sudden some really bad happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it It's good. It's really disturbing, but it's good disturbing. And it doesn't feel forced because it's the natural world of the anime, I guess is the best way to put it. It it doesn't feel like the directors are going out of their way or the writers to make it disturbing and like shovel it in there. It just feels like "Mm, that was bad timing on our parts. Let's deal with this now kind of thing. And I watched a, I watched a clip on YouTube later on that was um, all the disturbing moments in made in abyss. And it's only like 12 minutes long and that's, you know, probably like, if you do the full series and then the one movie that's like 12 minutes out of a total of like probably like 12-ish hours, maybe more. Right. Because each episode's only 30 minutes and then you got an hour and a half long movie. Gotcha. And I, I was really satisfied. And it is an anime I recommend heavily to people. The other one being uh, that's not a common anime that's well known is uh, uh, Boku Rono, which is a one of the few Boku mecha no anime Pico. I actually... My favorite. <laughs> Boku Rono is a really good mecha anime. Boku no Pico has no mechs as far as I am know of. It, it has things in it, though. No, but the sequel will. I They better never make a sequel. I don't know why they made a show in the first place. and Or a manga. Because I'm sure there's a manga of it, and it's probably way worse than the anime. Time to find out. This is going in my Google forever. (laughs) Actually, now Uh, I'm going into uh, incognito mode. (laughs) The FBI won't be able to track it there. (laughs) Boku no Pico. I'm going to make sure Suze knows that you did this. I'm... It has a one-shot manga. It also has a computer game. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. 
Well, we know what Ethan's going to be live streaming later this week. Mm, nope. This makes me very uncomfortable just in general. Mm. I'm going to close <laughs> out of this now. I only know the so, very basics of that. Uh, that's all thing. you need to know. And I don't want to know anymore. So, Isn't yeah, it just pedophilia, um, the show? It, from what I know, which is very little, yes. Okay, cool. Just wanted yes, to make just is. wanted to make sure. Just want, yeah. just wanted to double check on that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Uh, mm, now let's uh, try to transition to something else. Thanks, Ethan. So yeah, about that Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that Batman, though. Anyway, so uh, yeah. There's no heroes in Boca no Pico. There Let are. me tell you that. Certainly not the creators. Well, Mitchell, uh, I think I already know yes. what I'm what you're giving me. Oh uh, yeah. We I forgot this was a portion of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Let's let's do it and let's sign off. It's let's, getting too let's late. Let's do it. Uh yeah. Thanks, Ethan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, my fault. I mean, I got home at 7. We didn't start until like 8.45. I was eating, so fuck you. Why don't you eat faster? <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to die over here. Eat sooner. Mm, I didn't get home until later. Anyways, yeah, I thought about maybe bamboozling Ethan and giving him something else because he was a dick and decided to guess what I was giving him because <laughs> I gave him too good of a hint. You gave me the John Which was... was- <laughs> Which, which I mean, yeah, there's okay, only like five bands, fair, just in general. I mean, when I said Funeral Doom, what other Funeral Doom band do I listen to besides Swallow the Sun the occasional couple of times their Funeral Doom and Bell Witch? I don't know. The answer is I don't listen to any other Funeral Doom bands besides those two mm-hmm. so far. Not giving you another uh, Swallow the Sun record. I'm actually giving you a record from Bell Witch because... One, we Bell Witch doing, is kind of... I thought we were doing a double. Oh, this is episode 19, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, whoops. I'm not giving you Bell Witch. Because that would be silly. Guys, it's episode 20 next episode. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, instead, I'm going to give you two records. Because mm-hmm. we persist on making this a thing. Unfortunately, but we'll figure it out. Eventually, we won't. <laughs> Uh, not as long as I can keep doubling and tripling up. Jesus. I hope we never triple up. I hope Swallow the Sun comes out with another triple album. I don't, I don't even count that as a triple album. I know it, it is. It was a triple. Like, I mean, literally all, all three release. of those records, all three of those were a single record length. Anyway. Bell Witch releases a triple album. It's just M- Mirror Reaper three times over. <laughs> Give me the bands. I want to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, somebody's bitching at me now. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to make a joke about giving me dope smoker. No, no, I would never do. I would never subject you to that. Um, I, if I can't make it all the way through dope smoker, there's no way in hell you can. Have you tried? Yes, I have. I think I've listened to about five minutes of it. I I think I got 30 minutes in and then realized that I'm not high, so I can't listen to this. <laughs> you listen to more Sun than you did Dope Smoker. It's because Sun was kind of fucking interesting. 
<laughs> That's weird to say. Dude, it's Ugh. it's been almost a year of this show, and it only took you like a couple of months for you to like think Sun is decent instead of trash. Now let's see if you can make me think Dying Fetus feel the same about Dying Fetus. Uh, I need to listen to more of their records. I only know mm. a couple. Well, I introduced you and forced you to listen to uh, an At The Gates record a long time ago because I just wouldn't shut up about Slaughter of the Soul. Mm-hmm. And you're finally like, fine, I'll fucking do it. And so you got the taste of one of the fathers of melodic death metal. Mm-hmm. However, well, specifically out of uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. However, there are two other bands out of Gothenburg, Sweden that are prized as the fathers of mellow death. Insomnium isn't one of these bands? Insomnium is not one of these bands. Okay. They're also from Finland. I didn't. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was just, anyway. Because you said at the gates and I forgot and we didn't do that for the show. I listened to that on my own. Yep. Same with uh, Bell Witch. Not that I would ever give him another Bell Witch record. That's <laughs> yeah, not Mirror ever, Reaper. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Specifically, not the uh, record that Stitchy and Bo, which is a collaboration between them and Ariel Ruin. Ethan, who are the other two fathers of Mellow Death? I believe that would be Dark Tranquility and In Flames. That is correct. And both of these kind of have controversy, not in the terms of, oh, they, you know, looked at children or something like that. No, that's <laughs> safe for, uh, you know. Man of War and Megadeth and stuff like that. And viewers um, of Boku no Pico. And viewers of Boku no Pico who think that their incognito mode can save them. Yeah, I'm on a list now. <laughs> <laughs> so by that, I mean people constantly argue when the band started to suck. Uh, it's, it's just one of those bands. Mm-hmm. And literally, you could probably find, especially in Flames, I've literally seen people that go, oh, uh, In Flames started sucking after Sounds of a Playground fading. It's kind of where I stand. There are people that are like, oh, no, they were god-awful after Come Clarity. There are people who are like, oh, Clayman was their last good one. Horacle was their last good one. Their very first one is the only good one because that's the one that doesn't have the current vocalist on it. Fun fact, that vocalist on the very first album, Lunar Strain, was the vocalist from Dark Tranquility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, fine. I know I've shared that fact. Screw you. (laughs) And a lot of people were like, basically, after all the band members left besides Anders, who is the vocalist, that's when they're like, oh, that's when Inflame sucked because there's no original members. Even though technically Anders is an original member because they paid Mm -hmm. Mike Stane to do the vocals on it. He wasn't a member of the band. He was a, what is that word? Session musician. There we go. I It took me a little bit to really figure out which In Flames album I was going to give you, but I decided to go with Clayman. I feel Clayman mm. is a good middle of the road. That's in middle of the most... road in terms of how people feel about it. Gotcha. For me, my experiences with Clayman, I've never really listened to any of it. Um, but I, I hear about that all the time as like people thinking that it's their best. Yes. Now I need you to make sure you do not listen to the re-release. Yes. I heard they re-recorded it and it was not, uh, very well regarded. Uh, they redid it to a more of their modern style. Uh huh. No. So not the 20th anniversary edition, not the 20th anniversary edition. 
because this just says remastered, but then there's a few songs that have been re-recorded, and it's. Uh, mm. I'll just I'll listen to the original version. They have the original on on here. It's two thousand Clayman. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's, it's pretty good. Maybe I have it's pretty good show. I think the only song I've listened to off of here is Pinball Map. That's fair. Dark Tranquility. I had a hard time, and here's why. I actually came into Dark Tranquility on their newer stuff, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of those things where people are like, eh, this album sucked. This album was good. However, I've gotten a huge amount of people who think their album Atoma, which was their 2016 release, I believe, yep. uh, was really good. And I agree with that statement. So listen to Atoma. They have a lot of albums. They do. They've been around for a very long time. Almost as long as At the Gates and In Flames. Yeah, uh, uh, Atoma is their most popular release on Spotify. Atoma was really good. Their new moment, uh, momentum was pretty all right. Or no, not momentum. Moment was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, as good as Atoma. I also really liked Construct a lot. Gotcha. And then uh, I would say they're probably their second most popular album is Fiction. Alrighty then. Which is a fantastic album. But yeah, those are my two. Get you some mellow death. All right. Well, for you. What what dumpster fire are you giving <laughs> me this time? Uh we're going to yet another new realm for the show. So I'm actually going to uh, play a game with you. Oh, gonna I really play, don't want to. We're gonna play finish the lyric. No, um, I'm okay. I'm, we got I'm just two. We got two. Pra- we're gonna. We got two practice rounds, and then the third one is gonna be the artist. All right, that I'm giving you. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, pra- practice round one. Here we go. The sun sets forever. Uh-huh. Why do I know this? Is this the sun this sets forever over Blackwater Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Got it. Are, are right. you just giving me bloodbath? No. No, I, I, these are literally just practice rounds. Uh, I didn't even have the other one pulled up, but it, it's also easier. Uh, I push my fingers into my eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Here you go. This, this is uh this, this, this is it. This is for all the marbles. This is who I'm giving you. All right. Uh-huh. When it's time to party. God damn it! Finish the lyric, Mitchell. I actually don't know. Do you know who it is? Is it Andrew WK? When it's time to party, we will party hard. Yes, I'm giving you two Andrew WK albums. Why two? Oh my god. Can I just watch like a season of Destroy, Build, Destroy, and call it a day? I've never have you watched that show? Yeah, I actually watched it when it came out. I never I never got to watch any of it. But um it was one of those shows where you're like, I bet if I was a kid on the show, I'd have a lot of fun, but this is kind of lame. Uh, anyway, I'm going to give you the first Andrew WK record and the most recent Andrew WK record. That being uh, 2001's I Get Wet and 2018's You Are Not Alone. Ethan, mm-hmm. I try so hard to give you records I think you'll like. Mm-hmm. Do, do you really just hate me this much that you just go out of your way to... This is the first time I'm actively kind of trolling you. <laughs> Not that I think either of these records are bad. I actually enjoy them quite a bit. 
Um, I know you do enjoy Andrew WK. I've actually listened to most of his discography now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, ever since like, there's not been one band that I have given you where I was like, <laughs> he's going to fucking hate this. I'm not saying that you're going to hate this. I knew that your reaction was going to be negative. <laughs> mm. I don't want to party. <laughs> I don't want to. 26 f- and dying. <laughs> well, you get to see the dynamic of Mr. WK in his first album, Party, Party, Party. In 2018, <laughs> it's Party Responsibly. <laughs> well, I at this point do have to party responsible responsibly. Otherwise, my heart might give out. Also, Andrew WK's Twitter is a goldmine uh, with such things as petting a dog counts as a party. <laughs> he, He's very funny. Does all of his things in just like with it's a party? Uh, let me see. Andrew WK Twitter. No, th- I mean, that was just something that popped up. He's oh, he actually does have a Twitter called Andrew WK Party Tips. <laughs> I might have to look great. at that too. Uh, no, what's his last? It his will. Last it will never. It will never be my favorite. T- one of my two favorite Twitter accounts. Uh huh. Coffee Dad. Coffee Dad's pretty good. Ah, damn! You know Coffee Dad. I know of Coffee Dad. Um, Andrew Coffee WK doesn't uh, doesn't tweet too much. Actually, he retweets stuff. Ah, oh, that's lame. But occasionally he d- he do have a couple funny things. Oh right, I forgot he's engaged to Cat Dennings, so he's retweeting Cat Dennings. And then uh, my other favorite one is the philosophical readings and uh, statements mm-hmm. of the famous Kim Kierkegaardashian. Uh huh. Which combines tweets from Kim Kardashian with quotes. From very depressed, very uh, almost nihilistic, but not even really nihilism, just kind of full of despair, uh, philosopher Soen Kierkegaard. And they're, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love them. Let me, let me read you just a few of these, because you have thrown me into a pit of despair with all the partying that I'm going to have to do. I'm kind of bummed out because the Andrew... WK party tips Twitter has been dead for four years. Ha! But lame. There are some. Uh, party tip: read more comic books. Okay, yeah, this is already lame as shit. What his his party tips? Uh, I mean, a lot of these are actually just like uh, improve yourself stuff. Like never cheat on some, <laughs> never cheat on someone you love, and always wash your hands after using the bathroom. See, if we would have listened to Andrew WK, COVID would COVID nineteen. COVID wouldn't have yeah, happened. Yeah, you're right. Here are some of the best quotes of Kim Kierkegaardashian. Okay. I was in the darkest place, creeping about in agony and pain with no way out. I should have taken a f- selfie. Fuck. <laughs> Summer's easiest hair trend is beach waves. It says the seas of life are rough and I am drowning. Formerly, I took pride in my ability to see and understand everything, but what the actual fuck is happening in D.C.? <laughs> Get your hands on the nude lip kit. It leaves no mark at all upon the soul. Jesus Christ. There are only three times we should party. When we're happy, when we're sad, right now. Ah, fair enough. 
obsessed with protecting your skin, lips, hair, and face from the sun, close the cover of the coffin tight, really tight, and be at peace. Party tip. When you need a best friend, just listen to your favorite song or hear it in your head and hum along. Music is a lifesaver. My look is never complete without indescribable suffering. You exist, it's like you are the exact opposite. <laughs> like, party tip, I believe in you. You can really do this. Stay mighty and use your inner strength. Death, dying, Kim Kardashian quote. You exist, you are a human being. The sun shines for you and your eyebrows are thick, natural, and amazing. That one's pretty positive. Okay, yeah, that one's... Yeah. This one's... Party tip, cook a hot dog Come with on. a hairdryer. National Hot Dog Day. <laughs> ah, uh, contouring is an amazing way to shape your nose and define your cheeks, but only terror to the point of despair develops a man's develops a man to his utmost. Party tip: hold a cat's head, cup its face in your hands, and soften its cheeks with your thumbs. Okay, to be fair, that is a really good party that tip. That is a very I'm good party tip. Petting a cat counts uh, as a party. You can never go wrong with a white blouse. It says, my pain and my suffering are nameless. There's no one who understands me. Party tip. Night waffles. <laughs> my boo is back in town. I am referring to my inescapable melancholy. <laughs> is this the podcast now? <laughs> we have to end every episode with a party tip and whatever it is you're reading. <laughs> Try on a high-waisted swimsuit. See if it conceals your despair. Party tip. You're my friend, and friends are cool. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning into episode 19. <laughs> no, I get one more. <laughs> All right. Let me find one more then. Oh, we have to end on a positive party tip. Okay. Well, let me say one more then, and then you can end it. Give me give me a second. No, 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 no. We should end on a positive note. Th this, is, this is good for both me and uh, Ethan. Mm -hmm. Uh who are trying to lose weight on occasion. Uh, the flu can be a great diet, although not as effective as death. Jesus Christ. Party tip. <laughs> Party tip. Please don't forget that I love you. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 19 of the Distorted Entertainment Podcast. On the next episode, we're going to be going over actually three different projects for the first time. We're going over a Dark Tranquility album, a In Flames album, and two Andrew W.K. records. We might be doing something special for episode 21 or 22. We need to figure out which one's which, but we'll let you know. And by we, he means himself. I mean, I will. we will discuss it. <laughs> wow i just i just had a headache come on jeez um, <laughs> hurry up which coincidentally i have, I have to get a which coincidentally is batman's excuse um god dang it <laughs> if you are in a project and would like to possibly have one of your songs featured at the end of an episode of a distorted entertainment feel free to shoot us an email it's in the episode description or shoot us a message on facebook and we can discuss the possibility thank you guys for tuning in to w this nope that's my twitter or that, that's my twitch <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to distorted enter Entertainment. My name is Ethan Carpenter. I am joined by Mitchell Wade. Remember to share us around with your friends. If you like what you hear, it helps us out a lot. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash distentpod. That's D-I-S-T-E-N-T-P-O-D. We also have a Twitter now. I'll put that in the description as well. I would say it like I did the other one, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. And uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks with episode 20. Woo! Remember, Woo. To, remember to party safely. Don't and let the despair come over you. See you guys. See ya. Man, we haven't hit three hours in a while.
God, I fucking hate 